Hello, everybody, and welcome to what I'm going to call an end-of-year wrap-up kind of thoughts and reflection episode of the Life Creative Podcast. So this year, I wanted to try a few things, and some of them worked, and some of them are not working yet, is how I'm going to phrase that. I think I need to think about them again. And I just wanted to go over some, some thoughts here and share them with you all and where I think I'm at and where I think I'm going, because this is as much a kind of audio journal for me, these podcasts, as anything, even though I aim them squarely at trying to provide content and thoughts and considerations for you all. So I'm going to break it down into a few subjects. This year, I'm going to, I'm going to start by talking about video, right? And I have a Vimeo uh, Plus account that I didn't use this year. But I have renewed it, and the reason being is I'm feeling like I should be putting more video, creating more video, and putting it on Vimeo than YouTube. Now, the reason for that, on the surface, doesn't make any sense. Because if you look at it and you go, well, look, YouTube is the, the second biggest search engine, essentially, on the internet that people use, and clearly Vimeo isn't. However, the problem with that is that this year I wanted to focus on trying to get some extra really good viewing hours to reach the whatever YouTube calls it, the the affiliate status advertising thing. I had it before, a few years ago. Then they changed the rules, and the rules became that you had to have 4,000 hours of viewed video, and then that knocked me out of the bracket. So I, I lost that feature, if you like, that ability to generate some income on that. And I thought, well, let's try and get that back this year. Well, it really didn't work. And it did. the reasons were not because I don't think of my content that I was putting out there and the views. The statistics tell me that they were kind of about the same as they were every year, up slightly, which is always a good thing. But I was hitting nowhere near getting even close to the 4,000 hours. Uh, I think, and, and this is what's weird about it, is the number was going up which was great, going up slowly. I'll live with that, right? Because if you think about it, over time, you can unwatch a video. You Someone watches the video, it adds to the time count, right? But what I don't understand is over time, it goes up and then it goes down again, and then it goes up and then it goes down again, and it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And I think I'm at like nearly 1,900 hours of the 4,000 hours Clearly over a year of trying to make it work, not pushing it too hard, but really watching the numbers this year, it's not happening. And the the weird thing is that a lot of the content that's on there continues to resonate with folks and gets a lot of hits. And it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't mind it going up slowly. I can live with that. What doesn't make any sense to me is that, is it going down? Because it's like, well, hang on a minute. How does that work? So, especially this year, since I did a lot, a lot, a lot of live streams for Compile Swift for my programming stuff, which you can find at compileswift.com, by the way. And so it didn't make any sense to me. It's like, look, I'm pumping out at least a couple of hours live video every week. And I know I've got viewers because I see them on there. They're in the chat rooms and everything else. Why is this number going down? I do not understand it. And so I thought to myself, you know, give it up. Stop chasing this, right? Just because you had it once, they changed the rules, and and it's almost an impossible thing to to get it back. I'm sure probably by design, they're doing it so that you just keep constantly pumping out content to keep people on their platform. I don't begrudge them that. That makes a lot of sense to me from a business perspective and, and how that should work. 
but it this this whole thing of the numbers viewing numbers going up and then down hour wise doesn't make any sense to me at all. So I thought, you know what, screw it, stop chasing that. Right, you're wasting your time on this, Peter. So I thought, okay, in my opinion, Vimeo has always been a better platform because you don't get adverts every three seconds like you do seem to get now on YouTube, which is just infuriating to me. I get it. They want you to pay to make the adverts go away. But the price for that is so ridiculous. Forget it. I don't don't watch it that much. I'm not paying almost the same that I pay for my cable bill just to remove adverts on YouTube. And I don't want my viewers to do that either. So I'm going back to Vimeo and I'm going to put them up on Vimeo where I feel like I have a better creative control. Okay, I'm not going to have anywhere near the exposure. I give you that, but I will have better creative control and I can give out better, cleaner content to my viewers. And I think that's what my viewers would care about. So next year, 2022, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to focus. I'll still push it probably to YouTube. But when I do my embed links on my website, for example, and things like that, I am very much going to explore putting Vimeo content in there and promoting that as opposed to promoting YouTube content. So that's kind of where I'm at with the video. I also have plans to get back to doing video episodes of this podcast, the Life Creative Podcast, because that was successful. It seemed like folks liked that. And thank you very much, everybody, for the feedback. So I'm going to be doing that as well, focusing more on putting video episodes out on that and exploring that as a way to do new and interesting things, right? I think next year is going to be a lot of playing with video, learning to be better at it, learning to be better at the lighting and all the content and those kind of things, and really embracing that and seeing what I can do there. Because I I would love to see podcasts not only have the phenomenal success that they're having with audio, but I've always loved video podcasts, and I would love to see a a shift in the industry where we see more of that. So video is definitely going to be a thing next year, along with getting back in the habit of making more tutorial content on videos, almost like this, where I would talk to you one-on-one. I see it very much as one other person sitting on the other side of the microphone, listening to me and getting into a more personal conversational space. And video plays a good part in that, I think, that connection, right? So that's the video for next year and, and for this year. What I think I did well this year on was I, I feel like I did get more blog posts out. Now, they weren't necessarily really deep, long blog, uh, blog posts, but that's okay because sometimes you just don't need those, right? Sometimes a video or some other medium just gets across this creative process and these creative kind of thoughts and approaches and discussions better than just having text content out there that I'm asking the the reader to please put aside whatever, five, 10 minutes, read this blog post. It's not always possible, right? And we'll do this. We, we bookmark stuff to go back to it, and then we forget to go back to it. But I did get extra ones out there. I also moved hosting companies for my peterwidham.com, my main personal uh, website, because I was on Media Temple. I have used them since I know the 90s, at least. And I'm just so frustrated with their server response times more than anything. They also had a big hack this year in their WordPress hosting service, which didn't affect me directly, but caused me to stop and think about things, right? 
And I actually thought, okay, let's really explore this. So I set up a Bluehost account and moved my blog over there on WordPress, set it up exactly the same with exactly the same plugins, themes, and everything else, all the content on Bluehost. And then I ran a speed comparison test on Google. And the Bluehost numbers absolutely blew away the Media Temple one. And the problem was primarily the server response time, which is the part at the very beginning of the process that tells when someone goes to call up your website via a typing in a URL or, you know, search engine or whatever. It's that first server response that says, yes, I'm here. I got some content to give you, which doesn't sound like a big deal. But it is a big deal if you have to wait at least a couple of seconds for that to happen. Because if, as we all know, if you don't capture someone and show them something within about five seconds, you've lost them. So if you're already losing two seconds before the server responds, let alone start serving up the content, you're on a losing streak right there. So Bluehost, phenomenal. Thank you so much, Bluehost. I'm just blown away by the speed. Out of 100 on Google, I'm hitting 99 on desktop and mobile is somewhere between, you know, I I know mobile is quicker. Mobile is 99 out of 100. Who could ask for better than that? And uh, desktop is like something like 70 or uh, 80, I think 89, maybe out of 100. Again, phenomenal compared to the media temple that was down in the 60s. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a massive amount of time when users are waiting to load your content. I still love media temple and I appreciate the fantastic service they've given me over the years but they're just failing to deliver on the server response times, which is a huge deal for me. I I did have a Jamstack, as we call it, a static site, which was phenomenally fast, but it's very difficult on a blog because you publish the content, it goes up to your repository, it rebuilds the website and republishes it, which is fine. But because it's static, you can't put, it's, it's so much harder to put in a lot of dynamic stuff. And... I always like to have dynamic stuff in there, like here's the link, the latest podcast episode, or this is going to be a link to the latest video or something like that. And I don't want to have to republish just to deal with that. Personally, I still think static websites, these static site generators, as they call them, are fantastic. And the Jamstack for me is what I think the future is going to be, certainly in the next few years. I'm not not abandoning that. Um, For right now, I just wanted to get my personal website, like I say, peterwidham.com on a good, fast, reliable host. That was the goal for this year, and I did that. I'll still revisit the Jamstack in the future and and continue to work with it because, for example, my compileswift.com, my Swift Apple development site, is still a static site built on Gatsby.js, which I simply love, and it needs some work, and I've got to rebuild that one now. But I'm toying with the idea of keeping that one as a Jamstack because it delivers so incredibly fast to everybody's browsers. And again, that's what it's all about, especially if it's a technical website for developers who are, you know, I'm a developer and I'm pretty impatient. It's like, give me the answer now, right? So that's the website side of things. I'm also toying about thinking about doing one specifically for podcasts next year, but I'm not sure yet. That's a a topic in progress. So moving on, let's talk about podcasts. My Compile Swift podcast is doing phenomenally well. I see continued good growth on that. And that makes me happy because that's kind of a one of, it's very much my podcasts are all about just the love of making them like this one. I just love doing it. So, you know, to see growth on that tells me, keep doing it. It's worth doing. 
you know, um, not really too much more to say there. That podcast, like I say, is working great. And I just recently did an episode uh, where I was a guest on someone else's podcast. And I, I'm always happy to be a guest on other people's podcasts because I consider it a great honor. What I didn't get done is I only, I got one very good interview last year and a podcast, you know, kind of episode out there, but I I'd, I'd wanted to get more done and I need to work at that. I need to work at reaching out to people and asking them, hey, do you want to come on as opposed to waiting for people to come to me? That That's on me. So that's that side of things. On this, on talking about this podcast, The Life Creative, I'm still happy with it. it. Like I say, I treat this one as much as a personal audio journal than anything. And growth, there, there really isn't any. There has, hasn't been for a long time. The numbers, by any reasonable standard, are terrible. I, I just love doing this podcast. And like I say, whether one or 10 or 100 people listen to it, fantastic. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate that. That's is enough to keep me going and, and enough to keep me satisfied that I should keep doing this. It does tell me that I should explore other avenues, but I don't want to change the way this works and alienate everybody, but I'm sure there's some tweaks I can do there. One of the ones I've mentioned in the previous episode was talking about maybe changing the name of the podcast. And I'm still thinking about that, a, a name more suitable to what it is and the how, you know, the path it's going down. But that does not mean necessarily changing the content. It just means changing the name to reflect better what's going on here, right? And I'm still thinking about that. Not sure yet, but rest assured, I'm going to keep doing this because like I say, this is a, this is kind of an audio journal labor of love for me. I love doing this. And certainly enough folks have reached out and said, please keep doing it. I love listening to it. And hey, great, fantastic. It's a win for both of us. That's what it's all about. So pretty easy wrap up on the podcast there. I do want to, like I say, explore some different avenues next year, but that does not mean abandoning, uh, certainly at this time, you know, no consideration of abandoning what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, just tweaking the process a bit. So that's those. And I think that, you know, that's kind of how the year went for me, really. By far, the, the, the newest and most interesting thing for me this year was the live streaming, which was terrifying. Still a little bit terrifying, but certainly a lot more comfortable with it. And I feel like I'm getting better at it. And I, I definitely want to embrace that more. I have been so amazed and pleased and honored that so many people drop by the chat rooms during the live streams that, you know, and they ask questions and they interact. They're very polite. They're very nice. They're very appreciative. And they also offer me suggestions and, and help as well, which is what it's all about. And that tells me that there is really something there to explore because by far from a community aspect, that has been the best builder of community this year. And I'm just grateful for that because I really wasn't sure how it would go. I never have any illusions of competing with anybody and their numbers on those higher levels because I don't do anything you know, it's kind of like everything on the internet, right? You've almost got to be do something controversial or freaky or out there or whatever to get people's attention. And that's not me. I'm just, here it is. Here's the straight up honest thing, right? And, you know, so you're not going to get the, the massive popularity and, you know, kind of viral approach because I'm not doing anything offensive or anything just outlandish or anything like that. I'm just doing it again for the fun of doing it and hoping to share some time with folks. And that's been working out the way it is. And it's fantastic. 
And again, thank you to everybody that drops in the chat rooms on that. And if you're interested in that, I do, again, for the technical side, is primarily what I do that for, at least at the moment. Let me put it there. And that's compileswift.live is the dedicated site for my programming streams. We've been doing some game programming recently and having a lot of fun with that. And I think that that's, that's pretty much the wrap up for me on reviewing my year. I, I think I do need to start looking at a content calendar and planning better. I never seem to have a problem when it comes to just having ideas and then taking one of those and doing the content and putting it out there. But I do want to explore this avenue of a content calendar and maybe trying to roll it into a more regular process, not so much on the putting it out there in public, but on the internal backend side here where I, I cre- record, create, produce, edit, all that stuff, and getting that down in a bit more of a regular pattern and, and probably stacking some, like in the case of podcasts and videos, stacking content and then delivering it over time as opposed to doing it and then delivering it. I definitely need to look at that more. Seems weird to almost wrap up a year of thoughts in 20 minutes, but it's doable if you only have a few thoughts, I guess, like I did. (laughs) Uh, With that, I want to wish you all a very happy holiday season if you celebrate and enjoy the break. Do what I'm going to do. Sit back for a little bit and uh, just enjoy it friends family and and have some fun and relax recoup rest because what a stressful time it is for all of us and then with that we're going to be back in the new year and we will pick it up from there and keep going from strength to strength and i i hope you do the same so take care everybody again if you want to reach out to me and comment on anything in this episode or any of the others just go to peterwidham.com there's contact form there and you can reach out to me thank you so much everyone have a wonderful holiday season And I will see you in the new year.